You're listening to the Average Sports Guys podcast with Eddie and Marcus. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Hey, yo, yo. This is Eddie and Marcus, and you are listening to the Average Sports Guys podcast, as you heard in the intro. Uh, today is, what is today? September 4th, and it's a Friday. Um, we've been kind of recording different days. We have a lot of stuff going on, um, but Life. nonetheless, this is episode 37. And today will be the final installment of uh, predicting division winners. So we will be doing the AFC and the NFC North. Um, and mm-hmm. and as always, uh, Marcus and I will be bringing you uh, team news. So obviously, I follow the Washington football team. Marcus follows Philadelphia Eagles. We happen to yes, square sir. off week one next Sunday, so we will get into that. <laughs> so next, well, <laughs> next week. Um, so next week's yeah. show should be pretty good. I, I've been kind of teasing it for the last few couple of yeah, weeks, last last few episodes. Um, you know, so next week we'll get into um, mostly, um, you know, Washington versus Philly. Um, uh-huh. Who who we think will win, and then kind of where we predict our teams through the first quarter of the season. And then we should have enough time to go over who Dallas is playing and who uh, the Giants are playing the first the first game. And we honestly, we could probably even kind of predict where we think they'll be through the first quarter of the season. So kind of just a NFC East, you know, through the first quarter where where we think everybody will be. But Sticking to what's going on with our, uh, you know, schedule today. First and foremost, did you see episode four of Hard Knocks? Yes, I Man, did. that was a good one. It was a great one. Um, for me, I just love how human everybody came off. And- mm-hmm. Because what people need to understand, even though these are athletes, even though they're making a ton of money because of their skill set and their talents, they're still affected by social issues. Mm -hmm. Like, that's a really big thing. Well, my thing is, Um, go ahead. Oh, you're good. And then aside from that, um, just looking at, you know, and then on the on the back end of that is just roster cuts. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that's one of the, the more meaty parts of the entire series. And things of that nature but um yeah for me it was just the whole humility piece of the entire episode mm-hmm. like everybody was a little bit more tangible just after watching that between the chargers and the um and the and the rams mm-hmm. and actually seeing you know how people felt about you know what was going on outside of their little nfl bubble and how they wanted to somehow affect change, not just individually, but also as a team, because they were thinking on a, on a bigger scale, like, yeah, well, you know, thinking about the NBA and people canceling games, well, we're only in camp. Mm -hmm. So by canceling camp, we're only hurting ourselves. So what can we do outside of canceling camp that can also affect change? Right. And what the Chargers decided to do, they were like, well, we can hold press conferences and, 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 and speak our piece and, and talk about how we feel about everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can also try to find ways to develop a fund of some sort to help benefit communities and, and build community relationships and things of that nature. And, you know, what can we do to make sure our voice is heard? And I really respected the conversation between Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. Yeah. Talking so about what I was going to bring that up. Yeah. Right, because they were like, well, there's there's several ways we can go about this. So are we going to go out to politicians? Are we going to go out in the streets? Um, are we going to talk to police? Like, what are we going to do? Because we have, as a team or as an organization, we got to pick a lane. Mm-hmm. You know, we got to, we got to, I mean, we, we got to pick, we got to pick an avenue 
in which we want to affect change. And that was, in my opinion, the best part of the episode. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I was going to say as far as uh, with Cooper Cup. So, I mean, I think just about everybody who watches or follows football realizes he's a white boy. So to hear him say fast. Well, right. Yeah. Let's keep it a buck. (laughs) But, but, (laughs) But the thing that stood out to me with what he said was pretty much everybody knows at this point that there is social and or racial injustice, um, whether it's implicit bias, whether it's just flat out racism, um, whether it's, you know, system of oppression, whatever you want to call it. Like he said, you know, it's I mean, come on, like we're not crazy. You know what I mean? At this point, if you are actually saying the words, you know, it doesn't exist or it's not real or anything, it's because that's that's your choice. Um, for sure. So, no, I thought it was, I thought it was interesting. I thought it was cool that, that they highlighted that, that he actually said, um, said that because I mean, clearly you can, they could probably, they probably had endless hours of the black players, you know, having those same similar conversations. Um, now, so I think, um, I can't remember who said it. I think it was Sean McVay when he was addressing, I, I think it was some of the team is, is what it looked like was in that room where he said, you know, basically since the beginning of time, when it comes to sports, you know, there's like, um, politics, religion, and race, you know, you kind of leave those things out of the sport. Right. But when it's at the forefront of pretty much what's going on in the country, I mean, how can you ignore it? Like I said, I always go back to, um, I, I want to say it was Laura Ingram on Fox news that basically told, uh, Kevin Durant and LeBron James to shut up and dribble. Um, I think, I think the shut up and dribble, times are over yes yes their athletes know they're not politicians right they acknowledge that and you you heard that several times throughout the episode where they're like no like we're not politicians but you know we do have a platform so what are we going to do what are we going to choose to do with that platform um and i don't think I don't think every single player needs to speak up. I don't think every single player has to have the same uh, mentality or the same attitude about it. Meaning, right. meaning, um, you know, oh, I'm going to take to the streets. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Like some people just aren't comfortable doing that. But just simply acknowledging and and understanding. I mean, take take some of the non-black players. Right? They probably more than likely have never had to deal with any sort of racial injustice or implicit bias by police. Right. So even, even if they don't truly understand, but they have an open mind, which most pretty much everybody I saw on there has that mentality. I think, I think that's, that's good. It's a step in the right direction, you know? And then there was the coach, um, he was uh, he's some some sort of an assistant um, for the Chargers, and he was addressing the team in the locker room, and he was saying he was like he's like I'm 62. He's like I'm from the South. Yes. I've 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 seen oppression, you know, from the time I was six, and now I'm 62, and you know we're still dealing with the same stuff. Um, you know, so he kind of really like shed light on it. So that's my thing is you to me, not everybody has to jump up and down screaming Black Lives Matter, you know, as far as like the Black Lives Matter movement and all that type of stuff. But just to simply acknowledge like like it 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 doesn't really upset me for those who don't plaster it all over their social media and all that stuff. But what does upset no. me is if you're basically trying to simply say or you're basically saying you know, um, all that stuff is bullshit. You know, to me, that's where you display your ignorance. Um, and I'm not out to piss anybody off or, or or start shit with anybody, but it's just, it's just what it is. Right. At like, especially at, at, at this point, the, the climate of our, our, of our country is just, I've, I've never seen it nor felt it this divided, you know, and like talking to my dad who obviously was alive back then, um, you know, he he hasn't even felt this much divide since back in the the 50s and 60s. You know what I mean? Um, For sure. And like, so to me, like I said, even even be, like a younger younger kid, right? Uh, thinking of myself, like mm-hmm. 
I would rather athletes stay out of like politics and all that type of stuff. But again, when this is just a reoccurring thing over and over and over and over again, um, and it affects so many professional athletes because you're a basketball player for however many minutes a night, you're a football player for however many minutes on a Sunday, right? You take that uniform off and you step out into the real world. A police officer doesn't have to know who you are. Cops don't know every single professional athlete and you can get jammed up just like anybody else. So to me, that's where my argument goes with like blue lives matter. Right. I don't have issues with police officers. I I don't. I have friends that are police officers. But when people say blue lives matter, well, the thing is, blue is just a color. Right. Blue. Blue lives matter saying police officers matter. Of course they matter. Right. Because they're human being. But you're a police officer. That's your job. Like. Even I have some friends that are black cops and that that's what they'll say is like, okay, yeah, I'm a police officer, but as soon as I take this uniform off, like I'm black, like I'm gonna always be black. You know what I mean? So you know, and even even the folks that say all lives matter, okay, well, if you truly believe all lives matter, you don't have an issue saying black lives matter, right? People I think, especially now, like I said, given our climate, everything's so divided. Um and whether it's pol- I, what's that? No, you're good. Keep finish. Your no, point. I was you're just good. saying whether it's political, right? Oh, Democrat, Republican, right. whether it's, you know, this stuff that's going on now, black lives matter, all lives mm-hmm. matter. Well, my thing is this mm-hmm. again, if all lives matter, you saying black lives matter shouldn't be that hard because we're not saying when, when we or anybody else's black lives matter, they're not saying black lives matter more than anybody else's. Right. But it's just the unfortunate reality that black people are at targeted for, for the lack of a better term targeted, you know? So again, just to wrap up that whole thing with, with hard knocks, I thought it was pretty cool that, that they showed that. And obviously like the opening scene with Sean McVay watching that video, you know, and he even said, he's like, man, it makes me like sick to my stomach. Right. So, you know, I don't know, but like I said, I like where, these athletes are going i mean some of this stuff like you know the uh i believe it was the mets it was it the mets and the marlins they all mm-hmm. took the field like they were going to play and then they walked off and they put the black lives matter um yes shirt sir. on home plate me i'm not a fan of like like the showy optical type stuff you know what i mean i get what they're doing um but to me that like i don't know you're more about like like true action, action to make change. Correct. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And 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 so that's I that's it. where I was at with that. But like I said, overall, I thought the I thought the episode was 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 deep. It was very deep. And then my last point on that whole episode, I think we need to take a page out of the Sean McVay playbook because I think the most powerful thing he said through that entire throughout that entire episode was the fact where he said. You know, I actually had to take a step back and listen. Mm-hmm. How many of us are actually truly listening to understand versus being understood? Right. That's the thing. So many people listen to respond versus listening to understand. There you go. And I think the whole episode can be summed up in listening to understand versus being understood. Mm-hmm. And I think we as individuals, even though they're making tons of money and they're in a they're on a platform and they're in a space where you know, they're doing what they love uh, and playing sports for for money and doing what they love for the for a short amount of time and they're in the spotlight. They're still dealing with a lot of the same things that we're mm-hmm. dealing with. And the same values and the same responsibilities to their communities still apply. So I think we can take that value of listening to understand versus being understood and apply it to ourselves and, and learn to listen to other people. For sure. For sure. So, yeah, so next week's episode of Hard Knocks will be the season finale. So, obviously, I, yes, I think they're going to – that's where they're going to show most of um, most of the cuts, you know, because they were just, you know, barely cutting people. Um, right. It's always, like – I don't know what it is. Like, when it comes to the cut-down day, when it comes to Hard Knocks, it's always, like, the best but worst episode, you know what I'm saying? Like, because it's, like <laughs> – Right. It's like, oh no! <laughs> it is like whether it's like the the trainer or the equipment guy. They're right. like walking through the weight room. They're like, "Hey, right. uh, grab your iPad. Coach wants to see you." You're like, "No," you know. No. And then it's but you know uh, what? 
one thing I do love is friggin' Sean McVay. He go he doesn't like dilly dally. He goes straight for the jet. He's, He's like, like yeah. all right, so we're gonna cut yeah, you today. We're gonna go ahead and release <laughs> you today. But hey, you've done some great things out there. I really enjoyed being right. around you. Um, you know, and, we're gonna cut you today. And then when dude left, he's like, he's a real nice guy. Like, <laughs> oh, but yo, that that um, the Hawaiian dude from the Chargers, the rookie, bro, yo, he got me hyped, bro. That episode, with, yeah, with the haka, yeah. yes, let's go. He, yeah, he like, got me hyped. Like, I want to go to Hawaii tomorrow. Yeah, bro. I was like, on God, like for real. Yeah, I was trying um, to find a brick wall to run through. I was like, yes, let's get it. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? If, and honestly, if they have him do a haka like before every game, I don't see them losing. Right. Like, well, you heard you heard I, Anthony Lynn. He's like, he made the team right there. He, he, he made, made the team already. No, <laughs> <laughs> nah, I hope right. I hope he I hope he makes it right because you know I feel like sure. I feel like every season there's always like a player or two that you're like you just find yourself pulling for. Um, he's one of them, and the, he's really only been highlighted this this episode, right? But. Um, right. him and then the linebacker dude from the Rams, I think he was like a six round draft pick or maybe undrafted, yes. something like that. Um, his dad was on the coaching staff for the Packers back in the day. So I think it was last episode. He's got a relationship. With, yeah. He's got a relationship with Brett, Brett Favre. Favre. Calls him Uncle right. Favre. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, but I mean, he, he works hard. I mean, all of them dudes out there yes. work hard you know what I mean? But for sure. But you can see some of the players champion for for the Hawaiian dude, and I apologize for not remembering his name. Um, but you know they were they was with the coach, and it was like, "Yo, man, that dude's strong!" Like you know, and you know, yeah. I think first name Braden, number sixty, yeah, yeah, sixty-eight, eight, six, yeah, yeah. Yep. And it was like I see you six eight, you know. So that's right. So yeah, man. And even Melvin Gordon was giving that man right. props. Yeah. Let's go. And I, I thought it was cool when he was doing his stretches and warming up. He's like, he's like, get on tape today. Get on tape today. <laughs> oh absolutely i love i love all yeah of it. man all yeah of it. so so next week's episode the season finale will be interesting um yes, but that stadium they have is ridiculous man Crazy. it's ridiculous all, all, all i keep Crazy. thinking about is like man why can't washington have nice things you know um right one of these days and everybody <laughs> and everybody's going towards that um that hula hoop uh oh, that screen like central that screen joint oh, yeah. that uh that, I guess you call it a scoreboard, whatever you want to right. call it. But it is dope looking. Yeah, Dallas. I love every that, piece of it. But theirs doesn't wrap yeah. in a circle, it's just a big huge board. I I, I believe. Right. So everybody's just trying to find a different way to, you know, I guess make their stadium their own. Yeah. But it's it's dope. Oh, no, like, it's it's, tight. That's amazing. Yeah, and then obviously uh I can't wait to see the Raiders stadium out in Vegas too. So that's Bruh. man, like if you stop and think about it, right? This is the last Sunday that we that there's no football until like i said no fo- january right so Bruh. assuming you know covid doesn't crash the season um into the ground which it seems like for the most part the players are are, are being smart playing safe so hopefully mm-hmm. hopefully it kind of goes off without a hitch you see baseball's kind of back on track you don't really have uh, too much craziness going on there, so I'm hoping that the NFL can just stay stable, um, and right. and and bring on some uh, some some good football. But but For but sure. yeah, man. So let's get into it. Why don't you give us who you have winning the division for the NFC North? Okay, so the NFC North has the Chicago Bears, Detroit Lions, um, Green Bay Packers, and Minnesota Vikings. You know who I went ahead and picked? I went ahead and took the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Um, even though they lost um, Stefan Diggs, um, dude is definitely a playmaker, but I, I think he was a team cancer because he was always complaining about mm-hmm. not getting the Diva. ball. So I'm thinking they had a little bit of an addition by subtraction offseason. I mean, they still have Kyle Rudolph, Adam Thielen, Amir Abdullah, Dalvin Cook, and then they added Justin Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Um, dude is a crazy hands receiver, um, great body control, um, has great accel- acceleration and quickness um, in space, and definitely like one of those clutch catch problems that you're going to have in the end zone. Mm-hmm. Um, even recently, this dude had a crazy viral catch to where Odell Beckham Jr. was like, dog, stay out of my playbook. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think it was at like a, like a practice field in the backyard uh-huh. or at his house or something. And then you also, they also got that that really good cornerback from TCU, uh, Jeff Gladney, mm-hmm. who has like elite quickness, straight line speed, 
has a decent 40 time, but he plays faster in pads than it looks than it, than you actually see in the combine. Right. And he's willing to you know to make plays and, and and press through blocks and run defense and make a play. But overall, I think this team goes as Kirk Cousins goes. Right. But yes. Overall, I think this is a decent team, especially since they messed around and, and gave up the farm for Yannick Ngakwe. Like that dude is a problem. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want a stud young defensive end, he's literally the textbook defensive end that you want. This dude is solid muscle and a disruptor, <laughs> period. Um, they still have Stephen Parker on defense from the Rams. They have guys like Jaleel Johnson, uh, Anthony Harris, uh, Anthony Barr, uh, guys like that. So, like, overall, this is a solid team. But, like I said, it goes as, as, as far as uh, Kirk Cousins goes. Yeah, so I – agree with that um i actually have the vikings winning as well um interesting note i think the bears this is wild take are gonna be at the bottom of the division i don't know why i just feel like there's gonna be just dysfunction i don't know if it's so much gonna be on like because of trubisky or or what i mean i think their defense is gonna clearly keep them in games but Uh i think I'm going to blame Matt Nagy for that because there's no way for you to bring in Nick Foles and then not switch up the offense to where it's beneficial to the squad. Cause he didn't do that for, for Trubisky at all. Right. Everybody knows he's a rollout, like play action quarterback. Well, right. And that's he never, and, and, and that's the thing. And I mean, I've, I've gotten clowned before for sticking up for Trubisky, right? Because I'm, I'm watching and yeah, he, he'll get crushed or, or, or whatever. Right. Or, or throw, you know, uh, overthrow a receiver, throw interception, whatever. But I just look at like how he moves right in, in the pocket he he's shifty he can move i'm thinking like okay if you get this dude out in space get him on the run like he can like things like lanes open that way um yes and he's got like decent wheels right so Mm -hmm. if if it's open and he can tuck it up and 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 get you you know six yards ten yards something like that then then why not but i don't think yeah they they run the offense to his strengths and so That's why I, I like. I feel like people club Trubisky all the time. I think he's a serviceable quarterback, but again, something mm-hmm. tells me that that they're just gonna be at the bottom of the division. Now, I could see the Lions being there. Um, you know, <laughs> it's just it's just nothing really to to write home about as as, as far right. as what's coming out of there. But I mean, uh, we'll see. So we all start zero and zero. So, um, but yeah, go. no, I I am picking. Pick, picking the Vikings, I think you are absolutely right as far as the Vikings go as Kirk Cousins goes, right? We've seen Kirk with the you like that game when he was here in Washington. He's had some bright spots, but he's also, yeah. to me, in every key, I I hate the word clutch, but let's just for the you know sake of argument call it clutch. Every clutch moment where the game really matters, it's the fourth quarter, the last two minutes, or the last drive. If you turn it over, you know you're done. He's going to turn it over, you know what I mean? Or they're, or they're just not going to convert. And it's like right. it is so depressing to watch that, right? I I personally was a little irritated when he left because I felt like our organization kind of just dicked him around. Um, yeah. But I also thought like, all right, well, whatever, because I know – down the stretch when it really counts when it really matters he hasn't come through so i'm just like all right whatever and i mean he went to minnesota i thought he would play well or better there because he had a better team um i thought they had a better coaching staff situation set up so i think he walked into a better situation but i don't know that he he himself makes the team better you know what i mean but in their division all I just I think they'll come out on top. The Packers, I mean, they didn't draft any wide receiver. I, I don't know what they did in that None. draft. That was like head scratching. Um but I guess Matt LaFleur has a has a plan. We'll see how that pans out. But I mean Aaron Aaron Rodgers being Aaron Rodgers, I mean, he's obviously getting a little older. So we'll see kind of how, oh, did he lose a step this year? Um, type of thing. But just his smarts and how he can command an offense and read a defense, um, and just kind of right. manipulate uh it's like playing chess. So I think I think they'll hang tough. I, I you know what I mean, but ultimately I think I think the Vikings will, will run away with it. For sure. And even for the for the 
Last thought. Even for the Green Bay to even have a shot, they got to fix that run defense. I'm sorry. Oh, so, yeah. You can you they, can you can have a semi half decent running back, and this dude can damn near get a hundred oh, yeah. yards on 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 Green Bay. Right. So. Yep. All right. Let's move over over to the AFC North, where you have the Baltimore Ravens, the Cle. I say Ravens, <laughs> Baltimore Ravens, the Cleveland Browns, Pittsburgh Steelers, and the Cincinnati Bengals. I. I'm going to go with the Ravens. I don't I okay. don't trust the Browns. The Steelers to me is big huge question mark. Big Ben's coming back. How healthy is he really? I mean, he's been taking hits forever. Um, he's just getting older, so we'll see. Bengals, big huge question mark there too, right? You know, they got uh Joe Burrow and a few other young pieces, but I don't think they even have close to what the Ravens are doing to even, you know, be in the conversation of, of winning the division. Um, mm-hmm. Browns, just quick note on that. I think this is a make or break year for damn near everybody on that team, coaching staff included. Um, they just have to me way too much talent to not be producing. But having said that, I don't think Lamar Jackson is going to regress. Um, I said it at the beginning of last year when we first started the podcast, I was like, man, Watch out, A, for that Ravens defense. It was just something about it. I, you, you even said the same Bruh. thing. We were like, yo, this defense, like, people are going to sleep on this defense. But not only that, like, I saw, like, okay, in my mind, I'm like, Lamar is going to progress as a passer. People still poo-pooed on him, right, all last year for, for some crazy reason. And I think it's mostly because he is fast as hell and he can, he can you know, razzle-dazzle and before you know it, he's in the end zone. But he can also throw the ball. I mean, did he, does he have the best touch? Does he throw the prettiest ball? No, but I think he will get better and that'll just add another dynamic to their offense to keep the defense off balance. But I just, I mean, I just think they have a great combination with a solid defense and just a phenomenal offense. I mean, I don't know how anybody in that division is going to is going to contend with that. I mean, barring injury, I I see the Ravens winning, you know, 12 to 14 games. For sure. Um nice. So, for me, I have to agree. How could you not pick the Ravens <laughs> in this situation? I have no idea. Listen to this offense and this defensive roster. You have Mark Ingram, mm. Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. Hollywood Brown, yes. even Ken John Barner, even coming from Philly and being a, a journeyman running back, still serviceable. Yeah. You have Willie Sneed, Gus Edwards, and Mark Andrews. That's just offense. Mm-hmm. Defense, you have LJ Fort, who actually balled out last right. season. Elias Campbell, Pernell McPhee, Brandon Williams, defensive tackle, Marcus Peters, Matt Judon. Are you freaking right, kidding me? Right, but see, me? that that Calais Campbell pickup was was nice. Like crucial. I was like, you know what? You might as well cancel the rest right. of that. If anybody remotely even kind of had a shot within that division, yeah, he's, cancel he's it now. Close the door on that one. <laughs> close the door on that one. And then not only that, they got Patrick Queen from LSU in the draft, who is a six foot one, two twenty nine pound linebacker. Last season, eighty five tackles, four sacks. He has to work on his run defense. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. Who's your defensive tackles? Right. <laughs> like, yeah. It doesn't right, matter. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. So it's like it, you're still good. And then to top everything off, they also drafted J.K. Dobbins from Ohio State. Oh, yeah, that's like, right. don't even need a running Yeah. Oh, I forgot all about that. And they that. went and got J.K. Dobbins, who was literally one of the best East and West mm-hmm. running backs, like, in the NCAA last right. season. Not only that, this dude gets skinny in spaces, and he's not afraid of contact and this dude is like he's, he's he's scary quick and not only that he has crazy balance and he's hard to tackle is a textbook raven running back this dude is like gus gus edwards with a name you feel me like <laughs> this dude is a problem so if you're asking for like a, a sure pick for any betting i guess app or or vegas bet i think the Ravens are the safe bet for this oh, division. I'm, like you, you can't. Yeah, lose. I mean, with I mean, you're not going to make much money, right? But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, without a doubt, it's it's the Ravens at this no, no, point. No, no, for sure. Like I said, barring <laughs> barring injury or or, or something yeah. happening crazy like that, like right. no, nah, I mean, I think they should run away with it. For sure. Yeah, to me, these were the two, like two of the easier, um, divisions to to kind of predict. Now, for sure. 
I could see people making an argument for the Packers, right? Just because it's Aaron Rodgers, you kind of give him that respect. But um, right. no, yeah, I mean. But here's the thing, like, they're always in a shootout at this point because they have a terrible run right. defense. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, it's a shootout. Mm-hmm. Like, stop it. And Aaron Rod- like you said earlier, Aaron Rodgers is getting older, and they didn't get a receiver. Right. So it's kind of hard to pick yeah. up for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 for sure. Yeah, that would be interesting. So, all right. Well, that wraps up our division uh, predictions for the entire league. Let's shift gears and get into team news. What's going on in Philly? So we're we're talking back with uh within the with within the Eagles about contract talks regarding Zach Ertz. Um so he's on the books for six point six million this year mm-hmm. and he's looking for an extension. Now, um it would be smart to sign him sooner rather than later because Kittle and Kelsey both got between I wanna say 13 and 14 million per year on their contracts. But the problem is, I don't know what the Eagles are thinking. I think they're trying a low ball to try to find a happy medium oh, of course. In, in, in contract negotiations because they offered him less than what's that tight end's name? Um, Austin Hooper. Um, oh, okay. This year yeah. than they did back in, I want to say, what? 2019 so the eagles were offering him like what 12 million a year and tw- last mm-hmm. year but now they offered him less than 10 and a half which is ridiculous so i think to get the deal done they're going to need to offer this man 12 and a half per year mm-hmm. and that will put him third behind kittle and kelsey because kittle's making 15 million a year and uh kelsey's making 14.3 a year well let me ask you this who what other tight end do you guys have in the wings we have Dallas Goddard, who is right. a young, upcoming. He's actually pretty good. He's had like he's pretty solid. I think he's slightly faster than Zach Ertz, but he still has to work on his hands and his blocking. Right, right, right. Because there's just a few a few clutch catches that he, he he couldn't make last year. But overall, like he's definitely a young guy that we can definitely trust in the future. Right, and so maybe that's Philly's angle as well, right? Okay, so we're not gonna yeah. we're not gonna overpay to keep Ertz, right? He's great you know, mm-hmm. great player, been extremely valuable to the organization. But we have right. we've got it coming up and we put you know, we, we have faith in that. Um so if things yeah. go sour, then, you know, boom, they either franchise him or just let him walk. So For sure. And then Eagles cuts, we had this guy, Ty McGill, um and former Penn State quarterback, uh, cornerback, sorry, Trevor Williams, who we've cut for like the second or third time in like two, three seasons. Oh, wow. It's ridiculous. Uh, Michael Jaquette, uh, Matt Leo, who's actually a part of that, uh, I guess you can call it the NFL transition program, who doesn't count against the 80-man roster right now. Oh, okay. Just like how we um, transitioned um, Jordan Mailata, who played rugby. Mm-hmm. So we're still working. We're, we're still in that lane of developing players and linemen. Um and then we also waived Caleb Wilson. Um, Dillard is officially going to be on IR. That's our starting left tackle. Mm-hmm. Um, but Eagles claimed Caleb Wilson from you guys off waivers, um, who was a former – well, he was the son of a former a D-line coach, Chris Wilson. Mm-hmm. And Chris Wilson was our D-line coach from 2016 to 2018. He played for UCLA. He was originally drafted by the Cardinals in 2019 as the last pick in the draft. In my opinion right now, he's just a camp body. Right. Um, And then the Eagles actually extended Craig James. This is that one guy, if you think back to the the Green Bay Eagles game, that technically committed a PI Mm -hmm. uh, situation and caused that ball to pop up and for Nigel Bradham to pick it off. And this was was last year, right? This was yeah, last yeah, year. Yeah. So, was um, like, Wait, that so cool. yeah, so apparently he's doing pretty well in camp. So, I mean, it's an extension, but it's a $1.52 million extension. Mm-hmm. But the only reason they extended him is because Sidney Jones and Rasul Douglas aren't doing much in camp. Oh, wow. So you're obviously going to do with the, go with the guy that's flashing, right. and it happens to be this guy. So, um, and you also got to think about the other corners we have. We have Nikel Roby Coleman, who we just brought in from uh, from the Rams. Mm-hmm. We just we got we signed Darius Slay, 
And you still got Craven LeBlanc and Avante Maddox who have done damage in the playoffs and they have significant playoff experience. So when it comes to Rasul Douglas and Sidney Jones, they're kind of on the bubble right now. And if a guy who's literally on the practice squad that got called up for a game or two is flashing more than you are, sorry, um, sucks to be you. Well, it's a production and, league too, and oh, you know, for sure. What, if you're not producing, you and, and we can say right, right. If you're not producing, and we can save money, bye. Mm-hmm. And um, as far as Carson Wentz, you know, he's fine. They're just holding him out for week one, so he's doing individual workouts type things, um, and they're lightening his load and whatnot. But um, Outside of that, that's pretty much Eagles news. All right. So in the world of Washington football news, they released uh, a gentleman by the name of Adrian Peterson. Um, some some Bruh. may have heard of him. Um, <laughs> no, nah, like it was a shock, right? Because when sure. they released Darius because of the domestic violence stuff. So I'm thinking like, okay, well, you know, to me, AP was a lock either way. Um but when I got the, well, heard the I say got the news like they called me. No, when I heard what had happened, um, I was I was shocked. I was like, "What?" I was like, "No, no, 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 no." But no, it's true. Adrian Peterson no longer a Washington football team member. It's uh, it's rough. I wonder where he'll go. I mean, clearly the guy still wants to play. He's probably in better shape than half the people in the league. Um, I would say if Jay Gruden wasn't the offensive coordinator in Jacksonville, I could see him in Jacksonville um, with Chris Thompson, who you know used to play with us last year. But oh, for sure. But um, yeah, I mean, it's anybody's bet. Supposedly, so I was. Well, I believe it was on the NFL Network. Um, mm-hmm. they said three teams, um, I guess reached out to, um, Adrian Peterson's representation as far as, you know, wanting to potentially bring him in. So I feel like he'll find a home. I just don't know that it'll be a heavy workload. Right. Um, so I don't know, but one thing I know for sure is obviously he was I mean, quickly, a fan favorite here in Washington, right? I feel like he Absolutely. he he was responsible for all three wins last year. Um, <laughs> I mean, he 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 bailed us out the year before, the first year. I mean, he came in training camp was almost done, or preseason was almost over. So it's like, eh, well, I mean, we'll see kind of how it goes. And boom, made the team. Um, was your starter? You know what amazes me? Go ahead. You know what amazes me? How could he be that old and still get that skinny in I holes mean, and still break away and still torch guys? Like I, that's crazy. I mean, and, and still lower the boom on right. cats. Like I don't, I don't get yep. it. Stiff arm, still vicious. Um, <laughs> but more than anything, right? This is this is where it it, it kind of really sucks from my perspective. Is more than more than the skill set, more than the on the field is 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 the locker room guidance, right? He's clearly a a grizzled veteran. He's, he's a leader. He's, he's not selfish. He was, you know, always willing to help guys last year, you know, always in his ear, helping him out, stuff like that. So, I mean, his veteran leadership will definitely be missed, but that just says, I mean, again, Ron Rivera to me didn't get hired by accident. Right. Um, you know, Scott Turner, um, Based on his offense, maybe AP just didn't fit that. Especially there, by by all accounts, they're they're really liking what Peyton Barber is doing in, in both the run and the mm-hmm. pass game. Um, mm-hmm. Bryce Love, same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're really liking JD McKissick, um, and then also we got Antonio Gibson. Um, so although I, I, he's more that hybrid running back like slot guy i thought when he was drafted okay maybe they just want to keep him primarily in the slot right um but now i mean i i I don't know um but i think they have a versatile dynamic group of running backs that will keep it saucy you know what i mean i don't know that the defense will really be able to key in like i say like years ago when Chris Thompson comes in on third down. You already know what they're doing, right? They're going to pass to him. Um, when any other running back, your starter, whether it's Adrian Peterson, whether it was Darius Geis, for the most part, oh, okay, it's, it's going to be a run. They're downhill. Um, 
it was very predictable. Uh, mm-hmm. That was the thing I didn't like about Jay Gruden either. Um, his 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 scripted first fifteen plays were were predictable. Um, so if we on the couch can predict it, the, of of course the opposing defense is is, is going to be able to do it when they've been studying film, you know, on you for the previous weeks. Uh, so it was to no surprise. So I think this is going to give them a more dynamic um, play options. Also, too, I think it'll help curve or mask the deficiency that we'll have at wide receiver. Yes, we have Terry McLaurin. Yes, we have Steve Sims Jr. coming back uh, second year. Uh, who who, who sure, knows how, how either one of them will progress or, or, or regress. Um, we still have Trey Quinn, slot guy. I, I I don't know that he makes the team. We'll see. I I guess they have to get down to the final fifty three on Saturday, I believe. Um, so we'll see if he still makes it. Sketchy at tight end. Um, so to me, outside of Terry and Steve Sims, uh, there's no one really that would scare me. Um, if I'm the opposing defensive coordinator. Um, so again, so maybe this group of backs uh like i said will kind of help um mask that deficiency help haskins get that mm-hmm. ball out quick in space mm-hmm. um you know sure. get up the field and go might see some of that like mccaffrey type stuff not saying either one of those backs are like mccaffrey at all but just the style of of plays um Haskins was named the starter. I guess that's big news for some people. Um, I still see people, you know, poo-pooing him. Um, clearly, we don't know. I mean, I thought he was thrown into probably some of the worst circumstances a rookie could have been thrown into last year with just the def- – di- excuse me – just the dysfunction of the organization and the coaching staff last year um, – I don't think he was set up for success whatsoever, right? So this year, uh, a full, well, I guess condensed offseason uh, due to the coronavirus. <laughs> and weird, weird sure. camp, no no preseason. The whole no preseason thing sucks because I, I really kind of wanted to see how he moved around and, and, you know, how he was grasping what the offense is going to be. Uh, but, you know, we don't get to see that from anybody. Right. But uh, nonetheless, he's named week one starter, so I think it's his to lose. You know what I mean? But we should be should be good to go. Um, For yeah, sure. Outside of that, we're just we're just waiting. We'll we'll see um, tomorrow. You know who or and probably even tonight, some some more cuts will will be coming out. Um, but yeah, that's it for Washington football news. We're moving forward and on to week one. Absolutely, and I think last but not least, I mean, we'd be ignorant to not mention the fact that you know earl thomas is expected to sign with the cowboys in 48 hours mm-hmm. um for their news sean lee is expected to go on ir and randy gregory was reinstated so as many holes as their defense has i still think if they make it well gregory being reinstated and earl thomas you know, mm-hmm. taking over at safety and haha, Clayton Dick's probably getting kicked to the curb at this point. Right. I think they'll be better. I still think they need to work on the corner spaces. Um, between the tackles, they're actually, I mean, as far as the front four, there's still holes at tackle, but overall, I think they'll be decent. But um, I mean, on pay mm-hmm. across the board should take the division. It's just, we all know what happens in December. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but that's, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, no, 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 for sure. I think their, I think their secondary um, has a potential for glaring holes, glaring issues. Um, right. I think they'll be relatively solid at at at, at linebacker. Um, mm-hmm. Given Van Der Esch, um, as long right. as he can stay healthy, I think he did what get a little nicked up towards the end of the season last year. He did. Um, but other than that, I mean, the the kid is a stud. Um, he is very, he's very yeah. good. So, I mean, we'll see, we'll see if they, if, if, if they sign uncle Earl Thomas or not, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> to me, that would just be like, kind of like the most Cowboys thing ever. Um, you know what <laughs> I would even, it's Hey, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Hey. All right. Yeah. yeah. Lose a couple <laughs> games and see how he acts. Oh yeah. So <laughs> hell. I mean, For sure. Um, 
Also, I did see that um, it's been reported that the Tennessee Titans have extended an offer to Jadavian Clowney. So I don't, Ooh. yeah, I don't know the exact terms of of the potential With deal. That defense? Right. So Bruh. I'm thinking they bring him in on like a one year deal, prove it type of thing, which Bruh. it seems like he's just been kind of bouncing around on on, on one year deals, but. I think that would be a great landing spot for him too. And I think Vrabel will be able to get the most out of him. For sure. And that would make my pick for the Titans to take that division even, even better. better. Yep. <laughs> you and me both. You and me both. Absolutely. For sure. And then. Man, yeah. imagine having. Wow. Oh, and, I don't even know what to say because the defense is already right. good. Yeah. So. And, and that's the thing. He wouldn't, he wouldn't even be expected. Like he. he to play most of the game like he can share snaps so he stays healthy so third third down you know second third down specialist like you bring him in he's blowing something Mm -hmm. up because he's fresh wow that would be huge so uh let's see the other thing that i got that was kind of i guess noteworthy was uh josh gordon was reinstated and then the seahawks signed him to a one-year deal yeah so yeah um Wow. Uh, I've even said this, and this is me being an Eagles fan. Pretty much are canceling the NFC. Um, my, like, barring their offensive line, Lockett, Metcalf, Josh Gordon, Russell Wilson, Chris Carson. Mm-hmm. And then you're already dealing with a legit defense who just got who? Who did they? Uh they picked up that safety from uh, the Jets. What's oh, his name? Yeah, 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 Adams. Yeah, Adams. Like, really? Like, the, all they were missing was a legit safety to help out with coverage with tight ends. That was their hole in their defense. Right. Outside of that, they had a pretty solid team. And you're having a Russell Wilson, like I said last episode, that legit put on 12 pounds of muscle. Mm-hmm. Imagine trying to tackle that man now. Right. Like. Wow, like if you're like if they're on your schedule, I feel sorry for you. Son. Yeah, and but I mean that's the thing to me <laughs> since roughly 2011, you you Facts. can't really count the Seahawks out, right? Like ever, like they'll have a slow start to the season, right. but like the back end, they will they will clear six games in a row and, and not sweat. Right. Yep, <laughs> and then you just look up and you're like, wait. They're they're either lead right. like they either took the division lead or they make you know they're in the hunt for the wild card slot like whatever like they are you can never count them out um, ever so I think with the addition of Josh Gordon um, again assuming he can stay on the field and doesn't get himself in trouble and and all those types of things if 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 he's able to produce at even a serviceable level. I look for Metcalf to really kind of take his game to another level. I wouldn't quite say the next level, but another level. Um, you know, I, th- I thought he had a decent rookie rookie season. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'd, I don't see many people getting past him. Not only that, you know what happens when he gets the ball in his hands. He's damn near taking it to the house because it takes three defenders to actually bring him to the damn well, I was ground. I say the dude is strong, <laughs> strong as shit. <laughs> That dude is mad strong, so it's like the best you can do is just keep the ball out of his hands because there's nothing you can do once he gets Yeah. It. Oh, and speaking of receivers, so I, I just remember because this happened earlier in the week, Patriots released Mohamed Sanu. Um, yes, so they did. Obviously, as, as soon as players, especially anyone with a, with a name, gets released, I immediately go to um, Twitter so I can get on the Washington football team Twitter and see everybody going nuts because anybody who gets released everybody's like oh Washington should sign them now this one to me actually kind of makes sense right I, I spoke to it a little earlier we we aren't beating anybody's doors in with our receiving core so Mohamed Sanu to me is a decent number two um, he's more of a oh, for sure. more more of a possession guy but um if you're Washington, why not? I mean, bring him in, see what he could do. Him and Haskins do have like a rapport, like they're cool. Um, you know, they were working together in the off season, stuff like that. So, I mean, I he's not in a position to be a diva. Um, 
So I think, again, a a solid possession guy, uh, just like Pierre Garçon was for us a few few years back. Now, he hated hearing, uh, you know, that he was a possession guy. I I think all receivers do. But, I mean, let's just, you know, call a spade a spade. But I think he can help you out in spots, especially down in the red zone. Um, Absolutely. You know, so we'll see. my guess is Washington is going to wait to see who else gets released before they commit to, you know, trying to bring him in or, or anything like that. But um, I wouldn't be mad if they sign him to a one-year deal. You know, either way, he's they're not going to, I mean, pay him a bunch of money, be able to get him on the cheap. So that that was the only other, like I said, notable, notable release, um, which is weird sure. the Patriots let him go when really all they have is Edelman. Um, so, I mean, they either have a different plan, one that I just can't wrap my mind around or or what. And then didn't they give up a second to get him last year, Sanu? They did. They definitely gave up a second to get that yeah. man. So I was like, it seems like draft picks <laughs> don't, don't, don't mean much to, to Belichick, right. right? I mean, he could find a diamond in a rough. So I guess to him, he's just like, eh, whatever. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it'll be interesting. Cam Newton was named the starter, which I I didn't think he wouldn't be. He was named starter and voted team captain. Um, I I, I did see that. So again, I, I definitely mm-hmm. wish Cam well. Um, I hope he I hope he has a great great year. Whether he signs long term there or moves on and, and goes to another team for um for a long term deal. But other than that, I don't have anything else, man. For sure. I'm 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 all tapped out right now. All right. Well, <laughs> let's just go ahead and wrap up episode 37 of the Average Sports Guys. Again, yep, you can check us out at theaveragesportsguys.com. Um, you can listen and download all of uh, all, all of our podcasts there. Uh, you can reach out to us there, contact us. Um, if there's any questions that you that you have, you know, doesn't matter what team it is, we can figure out how to um, get it in. Um my buddy Andre sent me some questions. Like I said, last episode, and I was able to answer a few. The other questions that he has, I'll be able to get to next week when we talk in more in depth about um, Washington versus Philly. Uh, so I'll be able to get into those. Uh, but again, um, AverageSportsGuys.com, the link to all of our social media is there. Um, you can find us on any uh, podcasting platform. So Apple Podcast spotify google Podcasts, anywhere um and be sure to like and subscribe you can rate us um the more traffic we get uh to those podcasts to those episodes you know the more exposure we get um and if anybody's listening that is a sponsor and sponsor shows we're ready and willing uh we just just hit us up but other than that it's been fun again episode 37 is in the books we're out of here we out